Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. In this episode, we're talking about emotioneering social media, the social media dilemma. Have you seen Social Dilemma by Tristan Harris that was on Netflix? If the answer to that is no, I highly suggest you go and check it out, right? In this part of the series, of podcast episodes. We're talking a lot more about kind of tech skills, the technophobia that can kick in, and social media can bring that up, but it also can affect our modern mindset, right? The way that we express ourselves. How do we use these tools? How can we talk and connect to other people with them and use them in the right way? Social media has become many people's kind of marmite, right? <laughs> you love it or you hate it, or you love to hate it, or you hate to love it. It's not going anywhere. Social media is definitely here to stay. So what are we talking about when it comes to social media? There's so many different platforms now. We've got Facebook, Clubhouse, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, and many more that are out there, right? And newer ones being created all the time. There's now Green Room uh, by Spotify as well. So these kind of audio social media, many, many different ways that we can connect. I think what's important to look at here is that there are positives and there are, of course, challenges with social media. Let's have a look at some of the positive things first. Staying connected. We know in the last 18 months and since the pandemic that it has been, oh, the dog is snoring <laughs> next to me. I'm not going to kick him out. I love him. I absolutely love him. Anyway, staying connected, right? Staying connected to the people that we love. How can we know what's going on in the world? We're locked down. We're in our house. How can we stay connected? And thankfully, due to social media, uh, a lot of people were putting out positive content. People were able to be uplifted. There were people singing online. There were people doing uh, workout videos online, many different things. So, But it's staying connected with your family members when you're miles away and you're far away, it is one of the great positives, of course. Following the right info uh, and people can help you believe what's possible and be inspired. I definitely believe that. If you look at who you're following on Instagram, what their positive influence is, what are they saying is possible, how are they helping share their story and inspiring you that we can dream bigger, we can do more, it's about how we set ourselves up for that success and how we put ourselves into the mindset 
to move out of our comfort zone. Look at what I'm doing here. I, I'm doing this podcast to help people realize that with emotioneering, everything that we want to do, human performance, we are emotioneering human performance, not engineering it. It's about understanding that our emotions hold us back in our performance all of the time, right? Sports psychology, uh, the psychology behind what we do, why we stop ourselves, why we don't step out of that comfort zone. So following people that can inspire you and share a message to give you hope and to give you that courage uh, to really take what you want in life, go for it, make those difficult decisions and really find uh, more fulfillment in what you do. Another part to that is, of course, the learning and the educational. As somebody said recently, and I heard this lovely lady say it, is edutainment, <laughs> being educated and entertained at the same time. You know, we've got posts, we've got articles, we've got pictures, there's videos, there's audio, there's podcasts. There's so many ways that we can learn and having that connection with someone learning through uh, watching and uh, definitely through this ent uh, edutainment, as we're being told, is, is absolutely great. So those are some of the positives that we can take out of social media. Here's some of the challenges. Not knowing how to use it, right? Sharing the wrong things liking the wrong things, maybe putting the wrong emoji or, or uh, like factor. You know, there was only like on Facebook many years ago. And then there was the laugh and then there was the shocked face. And then there was the caring one that we saw came out last week, uh, last week. There's <laughs> a lot been going on. It wasn't a week, Mel. It was last year. So this that is happening uh, in the world, you can put the wrong emoji and people go, well, why did they leave that? Right. So knowing how to use it can definitely be a challenge for, for some people. For some people, they find it completely easy. Right? Remember what I was saying on the Tech Skills podcast, that if anything came out prior to you being 35, it was kind of cool and uh, in innovative and revolutionary. If it was there when you were born, it was just a normal part of life. And for anyone that kind of, and not to put people, I don't like stereotyping, this was done on research uh, that was done by a geneticist, um, looked at people in technophobia over 35 that actually didn't feel compelled that that type of, or this type of social media and things should be a part of life. I think a lot of people have adapted their mindset around that in the last year, uh, but it's in, important to, to point that out as well. Uh, comparing ourselves to others, right? That can be a challenge. We know from the podcast that talks about the ego that the ego can hold us back from our own fulfillment because the ego wants us to survive and not thrive. It is interested in survival. It is interested in, you know, the um, the staying ahead, being number one and comparing ourselves that can really affect our mindset and also the happiness trap seeing things that other people have, or oh, I want, or oh, I've got to have that, keeping up with the Joneses, or what many people do. Well, many people are doing this. Well, let me do that as well. We've got to kind of have that little bit of balance in our lives, find that balance. For me, I have to really pull back and, and think about that stuff. Going down a rabbit hole, right? Look at flat earth and round earth. People will post these things, and they will post political content. They will post their beliefs, 
and we can get sucked into a rabbit hole and we start to the more we start to like something or engage with it the more we're going to see of it so last year when the pandemic was happening and anxiety was through the roof the more people that were sharing videos of hospitals and people on ventilators the more anxiety heightened but the more you watched it engaged with it commented on it the more you would see of it because the algorithm remember is not a human being the algorithm is a computer that is programmed to give people more of what they like or more of what they share or more of what they talk about through the words, through the language, through the audio, through the likes. So it is going to give you more of, of what you engage with. People that have taken a little step back and gone, actually, why? no, I'm not going to engage with this. I'm going to engage with more positive posts. I'm going to put different posts out there. I'm going to have more positivity helped to reduce their anxiety coming away from social media and having a social media detox can help you to reduce anxiety the news media there can be a little bit too much of it and also coming on to the next point fake news how do we even know that what we're reading and what we're getting affected by is true how do we know that? There's a brilliant book by Hans Roslin. I highly suggest that you go out and read it. It's called Factfulness. When you look at the statistics that come out or the stories that come out or the facts, are we getting a balanced approach to what we're hearing? You know, we may hear um, some type of headline that says, I don't know, 70% of people do this. Well, how many people were in the research for a start? Was there over 100? Did they ask just 20? How many people were involved in that study to, to be able to say that? We have to look for the factfulness and not just what we assume or what um, society has told us. Hans Roslin went and asked you know, world leaders certain questions and all they had to pick was multiple choice answers. And they scored less than 30% because our brain filters negative bias. If we see more of it, we believe more of it. Um, so, so just be mindful of that. So firstly, what I want to say based on social media is ask yourself, what is my intention? What is my intention when I am on here? Am I connecting? Am I looking for educational reasons? Am I bored and I'm just scrolling through life? what are you on there for? What is your intention, right? And secondly, what are you using it for? So first of all, what's your intention? The algorithm doesn't know your intention, does not know your intention at all. Other people don't necessarily know your intention either. You have to be clear in what your intention is. As I said, secondly, <laughs> more dog snoring. As I said, secondly, what are you using it for? Is it education? Is it to connect with friends and family? Is it for work? You know, because that's going to determine where you hang out, what kind of post you make, what you comment on, right? Here's some of the questions that people ask around social media. I hear it all the time. I hear it in Clubhouse. I hear it in conferences, events, workshops. I hear it when people talk to me sort of on a one-to-one -one basis. And many people say, well, what shall I post? Is it okay to post this? What should I post? First of all, what, like I said, what are we posting for? What is the intention, right? Videos, pictures, audio. The point is, does it float your boat? And do you know enough about it to be talking about it? Are you passionate enough about it? Then I'd say, 
yes post about it be mindful not everybody is going to be on the same bus as you right then the second thing is well how do I do it I don't really know what I'm doing should I be sharing it here should I put it in a group how do I use groups how do I use pages how do I set up a page for my business maybe you may be asking that or for my passion or I want to create a community online again there are brilliant tutorials out there go to google go to youtube Facebook even has uh, frequently asked questions. There are people that have gone before you. It is, it's not rocket science when you know how to do it. So understand that and you can definitely find out more about how to use these platforms to your advantage. But find it from someone that's done it. Find it from someone that has really made an impact and has had the, the sort of similar effect to you but they have also gone through the mindset shift of using social media if they've been doing it for a while they may have had comments they didn't like they may have had um posts that just didn't get engagement which brings me on to my next point why aren't they liking my posts why aren't they liking my posts smell i don't get it i'm putting stuff out there and i'm not getting any engagement on it Firstly, there's a couple of points on this. Firstly, vanity metrics. Are you posting for likes or are you posting for views? What are you posting for, right? Don't get caught up in the vanity metrics. Don't think, oh, well, they've had 100 likes. I've had five. Those five can be much more valuable than the 100 that the other people had. Also, people can buy likes. People can buy followers, or they were doing it at a certain point, and social, you know, the social media giants have, have aimed to stop this. So, again, it's about that comparing. Uh, be, be mindful of the vanity metrics, okay? What are you posting for? Just keep being consistent with it. Um, and there's different things, depending on the platform, there's different things that you can do to encourage more views, encourage more likes. Maybe they're, they're not, they're just they, the people that you have in your following aren't the ones that love that kind of stuff. Uh, and eventually you'll get people that are and, and they will connect with you. You know, there's, there's many different cultures, many different likes, uh, many different kind of passions. So, so it could be that too. Uh, the algorithm, the algorithm doesn't show your stuff to everybody no they don't they don't show your stuff to everyone absolutely not uh you may have a thousand people that you're connected with on facebook probably only about a hundred will see them and that's just part of the platform same thing on linkedin i've got a large following on linkedin i've got like nearly ten thousand followers on there not all of those people see it and how do i know that because the people that i'm connected to say hey mel i haven't seen any posts from you recently I'm like, I've been posting every day. What do you mean? <laughs> so they have to purposely go and find posts, right? So that's what I mean by the people that do like it. Don't think, oh, it's just this amount out of so many. For they, they may not have seen it. Life is busy. Look how distracted you get. So again, don't go for the vanity metrics. This is my favorite point. Do you engage with them? Are you writing comments on other people's posts? Are you getting engaged with the stuff that you feel fascinated by, passionate about, is in your realm, right? Gary Vee, one of the best kind of media guys in the business out there, great influencer. Yes, I absolutely love him. Got the book, got the t-shirt, you know, following the YouTube channel. Uh, but Gary Vee, right? Gary Vaynerchuk, for those that don't know who he is, uh, you can check him out. But he spent years, 
absolutely years on Twitter replying to people that were posting things about wine, right? When he started Wine Library and he would post things uh, but but they didn't get much engagement but he would comment and when he would actually comment and engage on other people's posts then people would come to him because they saw how much he was actually genuinely giving value and he genuinely cared he was saying have you tried this one have you tried that one and this is true on on LinkedIn the biggest engagement that I've actually had is when I've left comments on other people's posts I've had like over 200 likes on some things where I've just posted something or shared some value shared a comment and the people that follow that person have ended up liking it and subsequently going ah yeah like what they're saying they they're this they're in a similar realm to me they like this person that they've commented on I, I like what they're kind of talking about I'm going to follow them too so also your comments and your engagement count as as your posts right and that lastly there are going to be people that don't like you and your stuff and follow you for reasons that are not great intentions. That is a part of life. I was listening to somebody talk yesterday and said that it's about 10%. It's about 10%. So if it's one the group of 10 people, chances one of them in there doesn't agree and doesn't really connect with you. If you multiply that by 100, 1,000, you know, 100 people, 10 people, 1,000 people, hundred people. There are the more people are involved in the process, there are gonna be there's gonna be some of that. There is absolutely gonna be some of that. They're watching though. Let me tell you that. They are definitely watching, even if they don't engage. All political, right? All this kind of ego um that is happening. Just focus on the 90% that do. Do not focus on the 10% that don't, because you're not. If we go into life aiming to please everybody we please nobody pick a side pick pick where you are be who you are embrace who you are accept what you love accept who you are and go for the people that you know really do want to get on the bus decide where the destination is what the intention is and focus on those okay it's just the way it is and lastly stay close to the process right stay close to the process you may not be the best person in terms of tech skills and doing this stuff have a go first because when my advice would be when you understand what's involved with it then you'll appreciate it when somebody else does it for you especially if you're in a business and you're going to pass it on to someone else great but then you can appreciate the work and the effort that goes into actually doing that and creating it Uh, things to be aware of mental health right Our brain, and I've talked about this before, our brain's job is to help us survive and not thrive. Those filters and that negative bias, it is going to focus on the negative. It's going to focus on the one person who didn't comment or the one person who said something really bad. You're you're there to catch yourself saying that stuff, thinking about it, and, you know, reprogram it, reframe it, say something else, right? Catch yourself and tell yourself the opposite. Be your own internal coach too surveillance right it has been well documented over the history of time that people that end up in mental crisis or mental breakdown will talk about surveillance that people are watching them people are listening to me so when it comes to social media if you can be 
of a balanced mindset. If you can come from a place where you are aware of your ego, you have good emotional intelligence, you understand your triggers or the moments where things become a little bit much and you do need to disconnect, then you can uh, be much more aware and and not kind of um, end up in the dopamine cycle. Remember I was talking about the fact that we get the dopamine rush when we get the notifications and we get the likes and we get the followers. And then when they're not there, we we get depressed. That is what happens in our brain. We look for the next rush and it's not big enough to satisfy the dopamine. It's not enough. And then we go again. So if you can find that balance if you can improve your emotional intelligence and understand what is happening and you have that knowledge to prepare yourself for those times then you will be resilient enough to pick yourself back up and to move yourself into a better mental state of mind if you are worried about it and i understand that people um can be worried about their use and and how they feel about it then please reach out. There are many people that you can contact as well. You can call the Samaritans if you are struggling. And I do want to say this at that point, you can reach out to me, make sure that you speak to somebody, right? You, you Having that human contact, that is what is going to make the difference. Social media is just a platform to connect with people. If you're not taking it further to connect to people face to face or offline or on the telephone or even a, a virtual on Zoom and, and seeing people and talking to people, then it's not a great place to be. You're not socializing on social media. It's a, it's a, well, we are in a way, but it's about that connection that you want to have with other human beings, the meaningful connection in life, not just posting something, seeing people giving a couple of likes and that's it. It's about the meaningful, true connections that we make. Self-awareness. Be mindful of your personal and your public self-awareness. How you feel and how you see yourself is more important than how others see you. However, where what you post and what you say and how you put yourself out there is part of public self-awareness. And there's no getting away from that. Perception is reality. So I come back to the questions I was asking earlier. What is your intention and what are you using it for? What kind of posts are you posting? How are you helping somebody in the world? Be, be really mindful of that. If, if, what you're putting out there is going to become part of your personal brand, what you talk about the most. If it's business related, then how are you educating people to understand about your business if you're talking about something else? And it's okay to talk about other things and your passions. Uh, just it becomes part of your your public persona, right? Your, your public self-awareness. Have that congruency, though. Be true to you. Be Be authentic. Uh, have that congruency and this doesn't mean that you go around saying your opinion all the time uh, because also it's about having that empathy and that emotional intelligence to understand other people's um, thoughts feelings manage those feelings sometimes just because you're thinking it doesn't mean that we should be saying it be kind have empathy understand things from other people's perspective then make a decision to post as well as 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 your own perspective right tech ability if you don't know how to do it i've said it once go out there enable yourself find out the how be better at it there's so many clubs so many different courses that you can go on to improve this Uh, you wouldn't believe they are out there take that step go and figure it out you can do this you absolutely can I talked about comparing through consumption. I find that the more I consume, the quieter that I can become. And also it kills my creativity. The more I consume, it kills my creativity. 
balance it out, right? Balance it out. But just because other people are saying it and doing it doesn't mean that you shouldn't share your message or post what you want to say. It's why there are millions of books in the world, right? We don't just read one book about a certain subject. We get maybe a, a different book by somebody else and we read that one and we read that one. And it's why there's millions in the world. Be creative. Don't kill your creativity. Stay in your lane. Yeah, you know, the, the ego wants to compare. Stay in your lane. Aim not to compare. Congratulate. Think abundance mindset. Don't worry too much about what other people are doing. Quiet in that ego. And again, just be aware of the vanity metrics. Post for you, not others. Post because you believe it's right and you want to help just one person. And that will have a better impact in what you're aiming to achieve. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, Has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know, because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day. And ciao for now.